Welcome. Good to see you all here this morning. I was working last week with lots of children at the, some children at school, and we were sharing about what to be thankful for. And one of the children said, well, I'm thankful that my mum doesn't let me drink V-drinks. And that got us all thinking about what would it be like to write a Mother's Day card that shared all the things that mums do that don't always make kids happy and that they never write in their cards. So I put a list together of a few thoughts. Thank you, Mum, for making me do my jobs, for teaching me to behave, for helping me learn from my mistakes. Thank you, Mum, for saying no to me, even if it's hard because I get angry with you. Thank you for catching me lying and teaching me to be honest. For never giving up on me, even when you're really tired. Thank you, Mum, for forgiving me and teaching me to forgive. For dealing with my tantrums and all the times I've talked back to you. Thank you, Mum, that you are beautiful and soft round the edges, but you have the strength of steel on the inside. To be a mother, you have to be responsible for nurturing and caring for a child. And I marvel that a baby is born with the ability and motivation to roll, crawl, walk, and then run. I learnt this in my physio classes, that children are born, it's all programmed, it's pre-programmed in them. Our creator God has made us all with that program within us. It's a... It's mind-boggling to think. I mean, you didn't teach your child how to crawl. You just gave them the opportunity by lying them on the floor or on a blanket so that they learnt to do those things and were given that opportunity. And I believe there's a parallel between our physical development and our spiritual development. When we believe in Jesus, God's spirit is birthed within us and we're like spiritual babes. That's what the word says. In John 1, verse 12 and 13, it says, To all who receive Jesus, to those who believe in his name, he gives the power to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent nor of human decision, but born of God. And as you you read in the Gospels, it talks about being born again. So that is how we're born into the family of God. And we come in as babes. We're just brand new little babies. In the, in the spirit. And God's power works within us to bring us to maturity in Christ. That same power that raised Christ from the dead is quickening us to be everything God's created us to be. To fulfill the good works he's prepared for each one of us. And his power in us is inspiring us to will and do what he wants and motivates us to keep trying again and again. We're just going to watch a short clip of a baby learning to crawl. But as we watch it, I want you to think of your own life in relation to your um, relationship with God and growing in Christ. And of being a babe and growing up in Christ. Let's have a quick look. Doesn't happen in a day, does it? (laughs) And it's good for us to remind ourselves that our walk with Christ 
is a, is a journey. It's slow, and we will, we're working at it. We're growing, but we start off just as that babe in Christ. And just as that baby took repeated determination and effort and perseverance, it gets there. Are we the same spiritually? We have God's power working in us, just like that baby. The parents aren't teaching it to crawl. It's within it. It's within it, that desire and that ability to crawl. But look how long it took it to crawl. And we're the same. God's placed within us when we're born of his spirit, that desire to, to be everything he wants us to be and that ability to be everything he wants us to be. And it takes time. It takes time. It takes practice. God wants us to overcome the challenges before us, motivated by God's promises that empower us to persevere. You look at that baby, and usually it's a child, especially mums and dads will know this, they want something on the floor. That's what they move towards. If something attracts them and they'll move towards it. And it's a bit like that with our walk with God. We, we read about who he is as we come into relationship with him and we think, oh, I want to know him more. And we actually, that motivates us to move towards him and to take those steps of faith. You see, Jesus says that we can do all the things that God wants us to, not that always we want to, but what God wants us to through his strength working in us. In Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30, Jesus says to us, Come to me, all you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. His rest is refreshing, it's healing, and it and in the process of, of living in that rest and growing in that rest, we're made whole. He doesn't drive us, he leads us. Mums, be encouraged. God's word says to you in Isaiah that he gently leads those that are with young. His heart towards people with young children is that he leads you gently. He's not pushing you, driving you. He leads you gently. He doesn't expect a lot of you. Our souls, which is our mind, will, and our emotions, who we are as a person, what makes us different from each other, not outwardly, but inwardly, the character and abilities we have, are made for this rest that is only found in Christ. It's a rest that's not dependent on peaceful surroundings. Mums will know that. You hardly ever get that. This peace comes from taking Jesus' yoke, his life, onto our shoulders. One of my favourite verses would have to be in Colossians 3, verse 15. Just get that to come up. Let, another word would be allow. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace and be thankful. We don't have to work up his peace. Just as the baby has that ability to walk and crawl and walk, we have these abilities in Christ once we're born again. We have his peace within us. And that verse is saying, allow that peace to rule and reign in your heart. 
See, a baby doesn't think, I've got to crawl, I've got to crawl, I've got to crawl. It just does it. It's programmed. Its ability's there. Same with us, to live in God's peace and live out of his strength. It's within us, and it's a matter of allowing it, and that takes practice. You don't get it the first time. You're working at it every day, months, years, still working at it, but you grow in it and that ability. I'm challenged by the last three words of that verse, and be thankful. This is the key to living in his peace. It's a real key. Some mornings I wake up feeling grumpy, but I think only my husband knows because by the time I get out of the room, I feel better. Some mornings I wake up grumpy, and I'm sure there's a few of you here that feel like that some mornings. Now, it's a choice for me to stay in that space or be thankful. Now, the fact that I've got the Holy Spirit in me isn't a feeling. It's a truth because I've received Jesus and he lives within me. So I either choose to go by my feelings, feeling blur that day, or I choose to go by the truth that the Holy Spirit's in me and be thankful and begin to think on that and think, wow, even though I can't feel you, I know you're there, Holy Spirit, you're in me. You know, I'm going to have a good day. You're there to help me. You're there to comfort me. You're there to encourage me. I'm not doing this on my own. So I can either stay in my feeling of grumpiness or I can shift and choose to believe who I am in Christ and live in that and let the grumpiness take the second seat. That's basically how you let the peace of God rule and reign in your heart. It's either you on the throne or it's him. In America, one of the most popular T-shirts has this written on it. I'm grumpy because you're dopey. I'll say that again. I'm grumpy because you're dopey. No. We choose our hard attitudes every day. Don't blame it on someone else. Put on instead one that reads, I'm gentle, patient and kind even if you're grumpy, dopey, and irritable. It's your choice. Can't change everybody else, but we can change ourselves. And we can choose who we are each day. And we as a church family should be each other's greatest encouragers. Understanding where each other's at, not expecting more or less of each other, Thinking again of like the baby where it's at. You don't expect a baby who's crawling to be walking or running. We've got to have that same hard attitude towards each other. That if someone's a newer Christian, you're not expecting them to behave like an older Christian, a more mature Christian. We instead should be each other's greatest encouragers. You watch parents when the baby takes its first step. I mean, and it falls over. They are clapping and, and um, you know, laughing and whatever. Just the expression on their face, the excitement and the joy of the parents. God has that same attitude to each one of us every day that we work at our relationship with him. Think of him sitting up there seeing us take those, like those crawling movements and he's going, yes, look, look 
what they're doing today. They're trying again. They're going for it. And he's rejoicing over you. You don't get it the first time. He doesn't expect you to. He's going over and over again until you get good at it and then move on to the next thing. And as a church family, we should be having that same attitude towards each other. Encourage, we should be our greatest encouragers, should be in the house here. Encouraging each other, you know, um, and being each other's cheerleader. So we're rejoicing over each other, but we're also doing what I wrote on that first list with mums. We're also, part of being a family, is making each other do our jobs. There's that side of it too. Teaching each other to behave. But it's all motivated out of love. Our hearts is that we want each other, we're encouraging and exhorting each other and provoking each other to love and good works, as the Bible says. We're each growing in Christ. I remember the first time I was asked to preach, and it was quite a long time ago, and my immediate response to God was, I can't do that. I felt scared. I was very shy. I'd done children's church, but that was my training ground, but I wasn't going to get up front of everybody and preach. And really, when I think about it now, in hindsight, it was like me saying to God, I can crawl, because I could do children's church, but I can't walk, so I'm just not going to try. I'm just going to sit here and stay as a crawler forever. Because he was asking me to do something I never tried before. I didn't know if I had the ability. I didn't. I couldn't do it. Never done it before. No, I didn't have the ability. But he knew what he placed within me. He knows what he's placed within you. He knows what abilities he's placed within you at the moment you let him come into your heart and you believed in Jesus and received Jesus. He knows what's in there. Just like we know our baby's going to crawl and then walk and then run. And he wanted me to move to that next place, get off crawling and start to try and walk. And when you walk, you fall over. I always remember Peter, our first son, that when he, the amount of times that he fell over walking and he'd always put his uh, teeth through his lip. I used to feel so sorry for blood pouring out and off he'd go and try again. Bang, teeth through the lip again. But there's that motivation, that desire in a child to walk so much that it overcomes the pain and the um, hard, hard bits. And it's the same in our walk with God. He's put within us this desire to be everything he wants us to be, to do everything he wants to do, even if it's hard, even if we fall over and put our teeth through our lips, so to speak. He's put it there. It's within you. Each one of you here today that believe in Jesus have received him. That is in you, that power, that ability. Anyway, how did he get me to preach? Because I'd said, nope, not going to do it. And then he gently, there's a scripture that says his gentleness makes us great. He didn't hit me over the head, but he gently said to me, if I chose to be a coward, I would never be an overcomer. And I thought, okay, I can sit down here and do, stay here and stay just a crawler, or I can get up and walk and try. And that was enough to get me up. 
Now, he could have pandered to my insecurities and said, oh, you poor thing. That's not going to get me up walking. It's not going to get me walking into that, what he had for me. He knew how to get me from just sitting there to moving into what he had. God is good at that. And we'd be that for each other too, as a body, a family. He knows what abilities he's placed within each one of us. And we are not limited by our natural abilities. We can do everything he wants us to. Jesus tells us that. And if he says it, it's true. Everything that God wants us to do and be, we can do. He is passionately working in our lives through his power within us to see us walk in the abundant life he has for us. It's only in walking in that that we find abundant life. If the musicians could come, that would be great. I'm just going to read a verse from 2 Peter 1, verse 3 to 8. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Wow. When you wake up next morning, remember that thought. His divine power is within you as a believer. He's given you everything you need for life and godliness. Through our knowledge of him who called us by his glory. Through these he has given us this very great and precious promises. And the promises are those things like the baby crawls towards something that gets its attention. If you make his promises the thing that you're focusing on and going for, you'll move into everything God's got for you. You'll keep moving and growing as a Christian. So that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world because caused by evil desires. For this reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to your goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love. It does not happen overnight. It's a process, but we've got to keep working at it and we'll get better at it and better at it and we'll grow and we'll become more mature. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in Jesus. I'd like us all to stand. I just want to pray a prayer that um, Paul, I think it's Paul in Ephesians, would that be right, Don? He prayed, and I want to pray it over each one of us this morning. Heavenly Father, I pray that out of your glorious riches, you will strengthen us with power through your Spirit in our inner being, so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. I pray, Father, that we, being rooted and established in love, may have power to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that we may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him 
to you, Father, who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine, according to your power that it is work within us. To you be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen.